fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Good to be with you again. Fresh word. We give glory to God for today. We're going to talk about uh, what's going on already in our world today. We, as Christians, we've been through this season. And I want to address us today that how should I live as a Christian in this post-COVID world? Let's call this the Christian and the coronavirus. How can I live as a Christian in today's world? How can I fit in with God's plan and at the same time achieve my life goals and priorities in this season? And as we start, I don't want us just to go at the surface of this thing, just talk about, oh yeah, we have victory or, you know, the world is collapsing. <clears throat> Let's talk about the key word, the word Christian. You know, the word Christian is actually based upon John 3.16. That for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in should not perish but have everlasting life. So, the Christian is the one who has received the love of God in Christ Jesus. The word Christian means to live or abide in Christ. And as a Christian, you have come to taste and experience the love of God that is in Christ. No wonder the Apostle Paul said, if any man is in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. So we have come to dwell in Christ where God's love is available. So with that word, about being a Christian, let's let's go to Romans chapter eight and and clarify certain things. Well, I want to read from verse thirty-eight. Listen to what Apostle Paul said. Romans eight thirty-eight. For I am convinced, reading from Amplified Bible. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, and threatening, nor things to come, <clears throat> nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want you to see that. Did you hear that? For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death no life, no angels, no principalities, no things present, and threatening. Not what separate us from the love of God, the unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love this amplified version. Now, listen to that. We have the love of God in Christ Jesus. And he said, Paul said, he's convinced that nothing can separate us from that love. Now, he mentioned the word death first. He said, neither death nor life then he mentioned things that are present and are threatening that, that, that puts it in the perspective and we can put this coronavirus within that context you know the fear, the ultimate fear of corona is death you know, I mean that it will exterminate people, it will kill them and it's deadly and dangerous and it's threatening you know, dangerous, threatening things, and it's present. And Paul said, the things present, death, they are not strong enough 
to separate us from the love of God. Now let's look at this conclusion. That's verse 38, Romans 8. Now let's hear Romans 8.37, the verse just before that. That will give us the conclusion. Then he said this, Yet in all these things, things present, things deadly, things dangerous, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors and gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. So this is where we are coming from. We are coming to live a life of a conqueror, uh, to be conquerors and to gain an overwhelming victory in this season. But when I'm talking about the Christian coronavirus, I just don't mean the kind of motivational thing that everything's going to be okay or, you know, the world is collapsing, pessimistic, but I'm talking about the Christian perspective, the Christian and the coronavirus, a Christian who is living in Christ, in the love of God that nothing can cut him away from and nothing present, nothing in the future, death, life, Angels, principalities, powers, they cannot cut us away from this love of God. So in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us and gave himself up for us. Now, let's talk about this. How do I now have this sense of triumph, this more than conquerors? Let's, let's go to Apostle Paul's writing in the book of Philippians and it will give us some more light. Let's, let's, let's have a practice of this. Uh, you know, Apostle Paul went through a lot of harrowing experiences. He was imprisoned, was locked down, all kinds of things, and he began to experience or express the heart of a Christian, the heart of the one in Christ. And then so we begin to read, and I want us to follow through. You know, this is just more than on the surface. Let's dig in a little bit more. Now, while Paul was under lockdown in prison in Philippians, and the issue of death and the threatening present was there, let's see how he reacted as a Christian. How did he live out his life and face the future? Listen to this. Chapter 1, verse 19, the book of Philippians, Amplified Bible. For I know with confidence that this will turn out for my deliverance, and spiritual well-being through your prayers and the superabundant supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ which upholds me. Listen to this. For I know with confidence that this will turn out for my deliverance and spiritual well-being. Now, Paul was under this lockdown, was praising and all kinds of things were happening to him and he said, I know with confidence. That's the Christian confidence that this will turn out for my deliverance and the spiritual well-being. You know, that is important. We're not just only just after, you know, escaping and hiding somewhere. We're talking about deliverance and spiritual well-being. God wants you to have spiritual well-being here. He wants not just, just to be up and down, yo-yo kind of a Christian. He wants you to be well spiritually. He wants you to do well and be well spiritually and he wants to deliver you. He's your great deliverer. And he said, that deliverance, Paul said, will happen through your prayers and the supply of Jesus Christ, the spirit of Jesus Christ, the spirit of Jesus Christ, which is the Holy Spirit, and our prayer together combined will furnish us deliverance and spiritual well-being in this 
dangerous, threatening, deadly season. He said, this will turn out for my deliverance and spiritual well-being. You need to have that kind of confidence and cultivate that this will turn out, this season will turn out for your deliverance and spiritual well-being. Because we are praying and the Spirit of God will give us abundant measure of every deliverance we need to uphold us. Now, let's ask a deeper question. Yeah, we'll be delivered. But what about it? After we're delivered, what about it? What, what is this all about? What are we really after? And that's what I want us to get to. The, the Christian is just more than looking for deliverance. You know, when Paul talked about deliverance in Philippians 119, then he began to give a new definition for living. Come. The ultimate of Corona is death. Okay? So, okay, so you live. So what? So if you're alive, what? And if you die, what? What is the bigger mega meaning to all this? Let's go further in Philippians. Let's begin to look at the inner working of Paul, his, his inner motive about this matter. Listen to verse 20. He said, it is my own eager expectation and hope. Wow, listen. It is my own eager expectation and hope. Expecting deliverance and hope that looking toward the future, I will not disgrace myself, nor be ashamed in anything, but that with courage and the utmost freedom of speech or boldness, even now as always, Christ will be magnified and exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Now, Paul began to give the inner motive of a Christian right here. I was talking about the reason why your confidence, you're looking forward and you are looking toward the future is that you will not disgrace yourself. Nor be come ashamed in anything. But that with courage and boldness. Now as always in the future to come, Christ will be magnified and exalted in your body. You know, this corona thing is about destroying the body. But, 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 but Paul was saying that as a Christian, my motive, my motive was higher than just escaping my body's destruction by corona. I have something higher for my body. I want Christ to be magnified, exalted, and promoted by my body, whether it's by life or by death. So, so Paul was saying this for a Christian. This thing is bigger than even life you are living and death that's going to end this thing. The death that Corona is threatening us with and the life we are trying to get. Paul said, all that is not as important as magnifying and glorifying Christ Jesus in my body. That's what I want to do. He said, according to my earnest expectation and my hope, I'm looking forward to the future for this, that I will not disgrace myself in anything. That whether I'm here or I'm dead, I will not disgrace myself and I will not be ashamed, but I will live boldly and courageously to magnify and lift up Jesus. Let's unpack that statement. Let's make it clear. What does it mean to magnify, glorify Jesus, whether by life or by death? And this will become your expectation, your honest driving force for life and your hope 
looking forward to the future. Let's let's dig into this. Listen to this. Let's go to Philippians again, verse 21. We're at verse 20. Now let's begin to unpack this statement. Listen to this. It says, For to me to live is Christ. Okay, 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 okay. So if I'm spared from this virus, if this virus doesn't touch my body and I, and I, and I escape and I'm delivered from it, for me to, to me, for to me to live is Christ. He is my source of joy, my reason to live. Now listen to this. And to die is gain, for I'll be with him in eternity. So, so Paul was saying this, that, look, at this is what I'm talking about over here. The Christian and the coronavirus. That, look, at, for me to live is Christ. It's my source of joy, my reason to live. And to die is gain. For I'm going to be with Christ in eternity. So, I mean, can you, can you, can you see this bigger, mega perspective to just want to escape the virus or you just want to, you know, live? Okay, so if you live and you don't die, what are you living for? And if you die, what will happen to you? That's the issue here. And Paul said, look, in this Christian perspective, in this kingdom mentality, for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. I don't, I don't lose anything. Let's go further in verse 22. If, however, it is to be life here and I'm to go on living, this will mean useful and productive service for me. That's to the Lord. So I do not know which to choose if I'm given that choice. Wow. I mean, this is this, 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 this is this is a Christian par excellence. He said, look here. I mean, I don't know whether I should live or die. You know, if, I, if I'm supposed to live, this means a, a, a life of usefulness and productivity for the kingdom. Let's keep reading. Verse 23. But I am hard-pressed between the two. That's the choice between life and death. I have the desire to leave this world and be with Christ. You know, today, people have all kinds of fear about death. Yeah, death, you know. And, and, and Paul was saying this as a Christian perspective that he's is, is, is just drawn between the two. He, he wants to, he had desire to leave here and go and be with Christ. Death for a Christian is simply stopping here and going to live with Christ. And for that, it's far, far better. Hear it again one more time. Philippians 1.23 But I am hard-pressed between the two. I had the desire to leave this world and be with Christ. For that is far, far better. So, really, leaving this world and going to be with Christ is far, far better. Death is for a Christian an extraordinary gain. Now, verse 24. Yet to remain in my body is more necessary and essential for your sake. Interesting. Wow. Did you hear that? Paul said, I'm not just living because I want to be alive and I want to keep breathing and I want to keep on eating and I want to keep on going out and then live in my house and move around in town and go over overseas. He said, no, 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 no. I'm living, if I'm going to stay in the flesh, it's necessary and essential for your sake. So you're not just living for yourself. Paul said, as a Christian, you live for others. And when you die, you die to be with Christ. So this is thoroughly relational. If I, if I die, I'm going to be with Christ, which is far, far better. And if I live here, I'm living for others, Christians like me, and to bring about a blessing for the world. Let's hear what he said about this. I love this. Listen to this in verse 25, Philippians 1.25. Since I am convinced of this, 
I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith. Wow. So that your rejoicing for me may overflow in Christ Jesus through my coming to you again. Wow. So why do you want to live? You know, to live is Christ, to die is gain. And Paul said, I'm convinced I want to stay. Can I ask you a question? Why do you want to escape the virus? Why do you want to live? As a Christian, we have a bigger, better, greater perspective. And what's that? That we will continue for the progress and spiritual progress of others and their joy in the faith. That is a higher reason for living. That's a higher reason to want to be delivered from the virus. Come. What's this life for? You struggle, 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 struggle. Those who die, we see the rest in peace. Don't you want to rest? <laughs> but you can experience his rest serving the Lord here. So whether you leave this world, you are with Christ, which is far, far better, like Paul said it, and here, you're going to be useful and productive for the kingdom of God, and that's what you'll carry over. You can't take anything from this world to the world except the works that follow you. And he said also that you may bring about joy in the faith for others. Can I ask you a question? In the few days you have lived as a Christian, are you a source of joy to others? Uh, those people around you who are Christians making progress through your life, are you committed to the will of God and the kingdom of Christ on earth? That's Christian perspective. We just don't want to live for living's sake. That's vanity. Solomon called it vanity. Say life is just vanity. So, but our life is meaningful because we have Christ. And when we die, it's gain. We go be with Christ, which is far, far better. Don't forget this. This is the Christian and the coronavirus. So as a Christian, we want to be delivered. But more than that, we have a higher definition for living. Let's call it high definition living. Not just to be alive, to attend parties, eat, drink, go to work, and die, which will ultimately happen to us. But rather, we are here to be useful and productive and accumulate rewards and labor for the master and make others have progress and receive joy of faith. How many people have you allowed to become faithful believers through your life? How many people have you made progress happen for, spiritually and otherwise? That is the Christian. And in the midst of this coronavirus post-COVID world, let's remember to live is Christ and to die is gain. Are you convinced of living? Take this conviction from Paul. One more time I'll read it. Verse 24 and 25. Yet to remain my body is more necessary and essential for your sake. Since I'm convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with all of you for your progress and joy of faith. Can I close like this? If coronavirus goes before God and ask for your life to be taken tonight and God asks you to give reason why you should live and not die by coronavirus. What reasons will you give to God? Okay? I have not lived long enough. You will have everlasting life in heaven. 
have not built my house. There's a mansion waiting for you. My business needs to be picked up. You have bigger things to do for God. So, what, what, what are you going to give as your reason? The only tangible reason is that, Lord, I want to be here for the sake of your people. And I want to be here to continue to bring progress and joy of faith to as many as possible. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.